welcome to the NTU Wellness Podcast. I'm your guide, Natasha, and I first want to just thank you for joining me today. And I want you to remember and really connect with and reclaim this whole body vitality. And we can get this through Ayurvedic wellness. Welcome, everyone. Thanks for joining me. All right. So first to get started, I want to invite you to check out my free resources, my blog. There's so much great free material there and content that can get you started onto your path of really getting back to that whole body vitality and really thriving with your health. This isn't about surviving, it's about thriving. So go check those out. I will leave the link in there in the notes for you to go and check that out. All right, so let's head into the content that I want to share today. And that is all about how can we go through this transitional time of moving from that season of summer into this upcoming fall. And so this Pitta Vatis um, transition. And how can we move into this with a little more ease and grace and harmony? Because this can be a time that is really tough on our immune system and can be this time of where things are really vulnerable within our body. And hey, this is where we can get sick and not feeling so great. So I want to give you some tips today on how you can move forward that can really help to build you up, uplift you, and empower you as you move forward into this Vata fall season. So first of all, Vata is those elements of air and ether. And this is those qualities of, you know, light, subtle, mobile. There's this coolness. Uh, there's also this dryness that comes with this upcoming fall Vata season. And I'm speaking mostly for the, for the Northern Hemisphere, of course. Uh, for those in Australia and New Zealand, of course, this is always opposite. So let's start with some really key things that can help to keep you more balanced through this transitional time. First of all, keep those meals really regular and consuming a smaller dinner. This can really help us with our digestive system, especially as the days are, are feeling shorter with the amount of light that we're getting. So having that smaller dinner can really help the digestive system. All right. And really keeping up with the daily exercise practice, whether it's yoga or some kind of movement practice that you're doing, keep those regular. This is going to help keep any of that stagnation that might be occurring to keep it moving. We want to really keep our movement practices also really grounded. So think of the qualities of earth and water. So this fluidity and this heaviness, this groundedness, this rootedness into our practices. As far as going back to that food, focusing on warming and nourishing foods. So looking more away from those raw things that we might have been eating during the summer, which most of us can uh, tolerate a little bit more during that summer pitta season. But in the fall, we want to start working more towards those root vegetables and looking more for cooked, warming, 
really moist foods. This is going to help keep that dryness at bay and that coolness. Also using spices to heat things up a little bit with that coolness in the air and within our bodies. We want to keep things warm and moist. So ginger, cardamom, cumin, these are some of those things that are going to really help with keeping that moisture, that heat within the body. And then also focusing on adding in those fats, such as ghee or olive oil. These are things that are going to keep everything juicy with inside, okay? And with that, we're looking also at some of our self-care practices. So what does that look like? Maybe taking some extra time, giving yourself some self-massage or abhyanga. This can help with that skin uh, not drying out and just keeping us feeling really warm and nourished that's the most important thing here is just really feeling this coziness this nourishment through our daily practices some of the oils you can use definitely a sesame oil can be really grounding and it's light uh, not too heavy on the body but it's it's going to help with that dryness that might show its head here, okay? You can also choose essential oils and pick something that really resonates with you. And these are optional. The other thing for Vata is with that mobility and all that movement, we really want to add in more stillness into our, into our daily practices. And this can be meditation, journaling, prayer, any kind of reflection can really help to bring this grounding and this tendency of overstimulation or overdoing anything with vata. We really want to start slowing things down, being really gentle with ourselves and giving ourselves the space to just breathe and be and not be in that sense of always doing. All right, so I want to backtrack here and go into our movement practices here. Now, whether you practice yoga or you do workouts, I want you to think of that grounding. You want to stay warm, practice slow, smooth, and steady movements. So even if you are lifting weights, which can be great for vata, is keep the movements slow and controlled here. It's not about increasing high intensity, lots of movement. So this may not be the best time for a whole lot of boot camps or hit classes. We want to make sure that we're not aggravating this. We want to add this element of bringing some balance into our movement practice, just like we are with our food and our self-care practices. We want to sort of do the opposite of those qualities that air and ether present. So again, really getting into the earth and water elements and those qualities that are with earth and water. Heavy, you know, that dense feeling, really nourishing practices, okay? So keeping it gentle. And one of the best tips here is with the breath. So keeping the breath deep and calm. So even if you are doing some kind of weight practice or strengthening practice, if you can try to keep the breath moving through the nose 
And this is what's going to help keep the nervous system a little bit more in that place of being calm and not getting too aggravated. If you can keep it gentle, we can still get a great movement practice, but still being on the gentler side here. And with our movement, especially if we're doing some yoga here, really explore the fluidity of the pose through those gentle movements using rotations. This kind of movement for the spine, for the joints can be so great for vata, where we can get kind of stiff in those areas. And holding each posture for a shorter amount of time, but you can do multiple repetitions. So sun salutations, you can do a more gentle, slow sun salutation here or surya namaskar. And but just do those multiple repetitions in that slow, gentle, and calming manner. Now, when we are with our movement practices, really key here, a key component is really focusing on the foundation of the movement that we're doing. And this is going to help us with that stability and connecting into, for lack of a better word, really connecting to our bones, to our muscles. And we can go right through to the big toes and through the sides of the feet and almost like the four corners of the feet within our practice. So this really rooted sensation in through the body and closing your eyes. This can be so great to really embody our movement practice, to get into feeling our structure. And I'm talking about the bones and the muscles here. And this is where this embodiment actually comes into play. As I mentioned before, it's so important as we head into the Vata season that we're not overdoing anything. And I'm talking about exercise, uh, work, traveling, you know, or even in our diet, not too much sugars or not too many raw salads, those kind of things. So just not overdoing anything, not overdoing too much binge watching of Netflix. We just want to keep this subtle balance and go with the flow of our day-to-day -day routine and try not to get into this place of doing too much or overextending yourself. We don't want to get to that place of exhaustion. And it's so important throughout the year, but especially during this time, is to make sure that those practices are building us up, strengthening, uplifting us, empowering us, not depleting, not draining or aggravating those qualities of the vata dosha. So if you're practicing yoga, some great practices or styles of yoga can be yin, core strengthening, uh, restorative, hatha yoga. You can have a gentle flow that can happen here as well. Ashtanga, this is a, these are all great practices to be practicing at this time of year. And there's also so many beneficial poses. However, I do want to mention it depends on how you put those poses together, what style you may put them in that can either really be a benefit to us or it could aggravate things here as well. Let's take a look at some of the poses. So seated poses. 
so great for the body in grounding us and getting us connected to our foundation. So poses here can be Sukhasana, cross-legged, hero pose, thunderbolt, lion pose. These all increase that calmness in the body and the groundedness. As I mentioned, sun salutations are Surya Namaskar. If we've done these slowly and consciously, almost like this embodiment, this can be really helpful as well. Standing poses, so mountain, triangle, your warrior poses. These all help to ground the body, the mind, helps to reduce that anxiety, that nervousness can really show up here if things start to get imbalanced. Inversions can be a good one here. Headstands, resting, or even just resting the legs up the wall, up against the wall. This is so good. Oh, can't say this enough. Those are such great poses to get into your practice. All right, also forward bends. So these can help with that constipation, with that relieving of gas in the body as well, and gives this immediate relief for that excess vata. It's good for those tight lower backs and stiff spines, especially if we are doing these with maybe bent knees at first, just to ease ourselves into it. Now, as far as back bends, if done carefully and combined with forward bends, uh, so such things as cobra, locust, these kind of, or even bow pose, these things, as long as we're also including those forward bends and including these as not forcing ourselves into them, but doing them gently and done carefully can be really beneficial as well. Any poses can be beneficial for us, but it's how we go into the practice, our intention, and how we are approaching the practice as well can really give us the benefits or could maybe tip us into that place of depletion. If I haven't mentioned already, spinal twists, especially if we are doing these in a lying or seated position, these can be really great at removing vata from the nervous system. You want to ensure that the breath is deep and full as possible. And this is, once again, if we can connect to the breath, especially in our practice, we're gonna really feel those full effects of our practices. And don't forget the Shavasana. At this time of year, as we come into this upcoming vata season, don't forget the Shavasana. Let that be part of your practice. I know sometimes it's hard. I'm one of those who likes to rush off the mat sometimes, but this is a, such a great practice, especially if your vata is aggravated or as we approach this vata season, this fall season is giving ourselves the time to just be. It's so important not to rush off. We can also add in a yoga nidra practice here. This can be, again, really beneficial to add in that stillness, to add in that restfulness into our day. The main thing here is always looking at the big picture. It's all of these little things and subtle things that we do each day that really allows us to tap in and tune into our full potential of reaching full body vitality and really coming into life into this place of 
thriving and not just trying to survive. That's, that's not what we need. That's not what we want. We want to get to this place of really feeling into this vitality for our whole body, for our mind, our emotions, our physical being. And these are all connected. They're all interconnected with each other. It's not just one thing that will just everything we do for the physical body is going to bring this about for us, but it's us taking care of the mind, taking care of our emotions. And also this will tap into taking care of our physical body. All of these pieces is what allows us to get into our most juiciness, our most radiance, and into that place of truly thriving. Okay, I hope some of these tips have been helpful. Remember, check out some of those free resources. Again, check out the link. Uh, and there's so many great tools and content there that hopefully can help you move forward into a path of including a, a little bit more of Ayurveda into your daily practices, routines, and rituals. And that is where we can start tapping into uh, more of our self-awareness and bringing in our ability to self-heal and bring in more, of, as I've mentioned so many times, that whole body vitality. All right, so thank you so much for joining me. I look forward to our next time together. And with that, go out there and have yourself an amazingly awesome day. And remember to always be your fabulous self. Thank you so much. Have a great day. Oh, 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 oh,